eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. DJ, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Well, you know, we're we're a little bit miffed that you weren't used as much as we wanted. I think we had agreed that uh, if you're throwing 37 passes in a game – you need to throw them all to DJ Moore. I think that was our <laughs> Or at least more than conclusion. two. <laughs> what did you think? Did, I would, yeah. Uh, I would say probably so, but, you know, that's just how the, the tips fell uh, this past Sunday, so I can't dwell on it. Uh, just go in and get better this week. DJ, it's great to talk to you. Looking forward to having these conversations every Monday during the season right at 8 o'clock, and – Appreciate you joining us after a tough loss. So in your experience over the course of your career, when you have situations where maybe you aren't targeted as much as you'd like, it, we heard stories and we know of receivers that might, you know, say to the coach or offensive coordinator, whoever, that, hey, you might want to look for me more next time. How do you handle a situation after a game in which maybe you do feel like you should have been targeted more? Uh, just watch the film with everybody, like the whole offense, and then just go about it a certain way. Like I mean, I'm, I won't say that I need the ball more to them, like because that's not the type of person that I am and the player that I am for the team. So, whatever best fits the team, uh, if it plays in there for me uh, that we need to work on, that I can uh, get the ball more, then I'm for it. But if not, then I, I won't have no hassle about it. Yeah, we don't want you to have to write a book, just give me the damn ball by the end of the year. So we're trying to avoid that. <laughs> but I wonder is, you know, we talk about just what's best for the team. And you are the best offensive player on the team. You might be the best football player on the team. And I think that your role as captain, does that prevent you? I mean, you've got to think about other guys. Does that prevent you from, you know, and I don't, I don't even know if it's selfish when you talk about number one receivers and what they can do. You want to make sure that you're using everything possible in your arsenal. And and you had a feeling coming out of that game, it was just you got two passes thrown to you, you caught both of them, and they were both first downs. 
So it, it, you did your part, and then you wonder, well, what's going on? Yeah, definitely. I, I was wondering what was going on, but I'm not the type to just blow up on the sideline. I'm just trying to figure out, all right, what's the next play? Who's going to make the next play? And how are we about to win this game at that moment uh, in, the, in the first half? So, DJ, when you look at what the Packers did defensively, how would you describe the way that maybe they took away the downfield passing game? Or if they didn't, we were watching and wondering and waiting for Justin Fields maybe to take some shots down the field to loosen up that defense. What what happened to, uh, in, way, in the way that the Packers defended the Bears' offense that prevented those things from happening? Uh, they, played, they played a good bit, uh, bit of yards off. So, getting around them was uh... – uh, somewhat a challenge because they were all so far, but at the same time, we, we should have kind of like attacked them more than than what we did. Yeah, it's obviously you know very difficult when you when you have a tough loss. Does that motivate you? Have you learned over the years to to take a tough loss and and turn it into a maybe a teaching moment kind of thing? How important? Is is stopping what went wrong next week in Tampa? Uh, yeah. Stopping losing is important because you could go on a losing streak if you don't uh, nip it in the butt right now. Uh, so going into this week, we need a win and uh, have more wins in the win column than the lose column. What was your experience like for the first time in the Packers-Bears rivalry? And what happened on the sideline there when he maybe got caught up in it a little bit? Uh, uh, hit on Justin, nobody liked, so uh, that's what happened on the sideline. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, Jair uh, had hit me in the back, and I had pushed him, and we got off seven penalties with that one. But the Bear and uh, <laughs> Green Bay rivalry is, is very real. It was very loud on Sunday. I had to be disappointed. I think the fans started booing in like the second quarter, <laughs> and that's Chicago. You know, everyone loves you uh, when you're winning, and if things are going awry, crowd can get tough. Yeah, they started booing. I was like, "Whoa, it's only the second quarter!" But then we came out at that, and it was even louder with the boos. So I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> And you talked about after the, after the game, you're very honest. You thought that they were maybe just didn't bring the juice. And I think a lot of people watched and, and heard other players talk about a lack of focus. What happened in terms of the preparation? Where do you think things maybe got away from you? Because not having juice in the season opener against a rival is hard to understand. Hey, I was saying we didn't have juice. Like when we went down, it was like lifeless. Like we didn't come back and try to – Go, go back at them like they were going at us. I'm curious. Um, how do you feel about being a captain of the team? That that is a real honor, but you're new to the team, and it's it's interesting. It almost it's it's almost kind of one of these things where you look at the Bears and you look at who the leaders are. Obviously, you're a very respected person on that group, and they voted you as a captain. Um, are you moved by that? Were you surprised by that? What do you think of that? Uh, it was a it was a great honor because it was my first time being a captain uh, on the NFL team. And then on top of that, and I think they all voted me captain. Uh, it's, it's about how I go out and uh, handle myself in the field and off the field. And uh, I think everybody got behind that and, and just voted me captain.
Before yesterday, obviously, you, you changed teams in the offseason. You moved to Chicago. How have you acclimated yourself and your family to the city? What have been your impressions over the summer? Uh, and, and what do you like about it? Uh, downtown is very fun. Uh, my family loves going to town with all the shopping and everything. So that's one thing. And then it's it's a, a nice city. We just love being outside and uh, just being able to go do different things uh, throughout the week, uh, mainly on Tuesday, uh, and just be able to relax in a city that we haven't uh, really been in and find new things to do, and that's what we just want to keep going throughout the year. You know, we know how good you are in terms of yards after the catch. You know, you got that quality that you don't see in every NFL player, but you have the ability to to catch the ball, make a move, make a play, and uh, and I mm-hmm. think that's fantastic. Um, do you do you look at that ability and say, hey, you know, I know you were using a lot of different ways in Carolina. Do you want to, you know, carry the ball here or there, be used in a gadget play here or there? Um, again, usage is the number one issue this morning because you succeeded when you got your chance, but everybody's trying to figure out how that somehow got lost in the wash. Uh, yeah, well, I would love to be using gadget plays. You know, when the time comes, I'm pretty sure that will happen uh, within the season. Uh, but right now, yeah, we're just going to have to figure out the use of this thing, and we're going we're gonna to get it down, and we're going to start winning some games. You have a ton of experience with a lot of different quarterbacks, and you, you now are, are working with Justin Fields, who there's so much hope invested in him and his progress in Chicago. And you've been around long enough to understand what that means. After a game like yesterday – uh, after uh, an offensive performance that was disappointing, what do you do in terms of trying to keep his confidence or attitude high and up? What do you do if you say anything to to your young quarterback after a loss like yesterday? I was talking to him on the side. I just told him to keep his head up. You know, it's the edge and of the game. You know, things are going to happen that we don't want to, and then you just got to take the lick and bounce back. So probably just going into this week, it's, it's going to be the same message because uh, football doesn't change. There's always going to be uh, as it goes in games, and we just got to bounce back and bounce back harder. This segment with DJ Moore is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Plumbing Emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. And uh, – and DJ, is it um, is it difficult when you have a loss like that? Did you feel going into it that there was not enough preparation? You know, we talked a lot about there were times when you guys would have twenty guys missing during camp, sixteen guys missing. It just seemed like there was a rash of injuries. The offensive line did not look in the game like they had played together before, mainly because they hadn't really played together before. And there are so many elements of the game where guys need to be able to interact. You did a ton of work with Justin Fields since you got here and had a good – you seem to have a good rapport with him. Why do you think that everyone comes away saying, well, that we, did, we weren't focused? Was it the fact that not enough people were able to partake in the preseason? Uh I mean, coming out of the training camp, you always going, you're just going against one team to see the same uh, defense or same offense uh, over and over. So when we get to game week, it's like, 
all right, we've got to prepare for somebody that we didn't already play that could come out with some new things that they didn't do in film. So maybe they threw a bunch of new stuff that they haven't shown on film at us. So I just got to watch the film here in a little bit uh, and have that answer. At this stage of your career, what is your philosophy about the role preseason plays in preparing teams and veteran teams or maybe just veterans in general um, for the regular season? Because I asked Matt Eberflus about it post-game. You saw other coaches have addressed it, like Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. They struggled offensively, and he thought that might be part of it. The the preseason importance, what do you say about that now? Uh, I mean, I think – Starters should play at least one quarter or a half to a half, uh, maybe the last preseason game. But before that, I don't think so. What did you think of the running back rotation? It was interesting that everybody got a shot at some point or other in that game. And, you know, the the rookie Roshan Johnson comes in. He ran down a safety. I mean, that was one of the – that was one of the – most thrilling uh, plays of the game. He just ran a guy over. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, all the backs can uh, do the same thing. And um, just looking forward to seeing what they do throughout the year and who steps up and who uh, really takes charge. So now you guys go down to Tampa. They had a big road victory in week one against the Vikings. You have a lot of experience knowing what that – environment can be like when it's going from your years in the NFC South. What uh, what should we expect on Sunday from the Buccaneers? Uh, they're going to blitz a lot. You know, they're going to make us uh, have to attack them and uh, try to hold them off on what they do uh, defensively. And, and that's getting after the quarterback and rushing and uh, making plays on the ball. So as long as we can handle the pressure, and it's going to be a good game. When you look at everything that happened, and I, I, you know, this is just my view of it, like you are a solution to these problems, right? I mean, if you can't move the ball, if you're struggling to get first downs, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the pre-snap penalties and some of the stuff that happened got you guys off schedule. So it's hard to judge how the offense will perform. But you are a solution, right? Don't you Don't you want to go in and uh, and remind Luke Getze, hey, you know, all you got to do is throw to me. Uh, you you want to do that as a player, but uh, it's got to be the right time and the right the right feel for what you what you're going in there for. Because you don't want to be that player, and then it just goes even sharper for for what is happening. DJ, you mentioned the booing in the second quarter that persisted throughout the second half. Today could be a difficult day around Chicago. This week could be a long week preparing just in terms of the reaction. People love the Bears, are invested emotionally in Chicago. How would you describe or what are your expectations for what the reaction to a loss like that will be and how are you going to get through it? Uh, just staying together. You know, as a team, getting through the rough time. Uh, it's just one game. Uh, I mean, it's a big game, but it's just one game uh, out of 18. And it's so poor for him because we plan on going to the postseason. So it's going to be a long year, and we can't just go along this one loss. You know, I'm curious when you think about this town. I, I, I just, I just want to know what's your favorite restaurant. What, where do you like? What kind of food do you like? Have you been given recommendations from everyone you've met coming in? How, uh, 
how much have you been enjoying the the city and uh, and where kind of jumps out to you? Uh, we eat, we I eat a lot of like Italian food. Oh yeah. Um, like so spaghetti and stuff like that. But uh, I want to say it's one specific spot yet that we eat at. Uh, so we still got a lot of recommendations on our page to go hit. So if there's any more, yeah, feel free to. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell give me you some. one. Have you been to Gibson's Italia yet? No, not oh yet. Oh my God! Oh they, yeah, they got fresh pasta. Good choice. They they got a bunch of Italian chefs they brought in. They also have like phenomenal steaks. And the thing I love about the place is they tore down like an old cannery at the end of the river, so you get a view of Chicago that I had never seen before in my life. And I grew up here. Gibson's Italia. Okay. Yep. It's a good choice. You. So. DJ, a lot of people have been talking about the chemistry you developed quickly with Justin Fields, and I just wonder, you've dealt with a lot of different quarterbacks in your time in Carolina. You come to Chicago, and here's a franchise guy, young and developing and learning the league. What was the secret to making a quick connection with Justin Fields, and how would you describe the rapport you share? Uh, just being available to him, you know, uh, take care of my body and just – Whenever he uh, wanted to throw, I was there for him uh, and practice. Just made sure that I was practicing every day with him uh, after practice or even when uh, during practice. You know, just making uh, an impossible play as possible whenever he put the ball in the air. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, it, it's interesting because I think that when we think about you and what you're going to do, we haven't really seen a number one uh, receiver in Chicago, and uh, it's been a long time since they've had a guy that has got uh, the possibility of having a big year. You know, a, a lot of people have told me they believe you will end up being like the breakout player from this team. Is that part of the plan? Is that, uh, you know, you work hard at the game, and so that usually pays off. Yeah, so when you work hard, you get you put in uh, great input. I mean, you hope to receive great output uh, at the end of the year and like during the year. So that whether that's uh, with wins and uh, with, with wins and then accolades at the end of the year. So uh, right, we're gonna keep striving to be the best that we can be. Uh, we can and we go. Another former Panther receiver, Musa Muhammad, once said that this is where Chicago is where receivers come to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case with your career, but did you ever talk to Moose about that? Do you know him from your days in, in Carolina? I do know Moose. Uh, we haven't talked about that. I don't even that to be a, a topic because uh, I don't think I'm here to die. Yeah, no need to talk to him about that. Uh, hey, we're looking forward to a great year. We're looking forward to a victory so we can have a, a funner conversation and our questions will get better. Yeah. Uh, Really enjoyed breaking down the game with you. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, DJ. Thank you.